Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. It is November 22nd. We are here for the SmackDown Review Podcast. We got a big weekend. We got SmackDown. We've got NXT TakeOver. We've got Survivor Series. Then Monday, we do it all over with Monday Night Raw. So leave a thumbs up. Make sure you all subscribe. If you're watching live at YouTube.com slash Fightful, donate a Super Chat. We also syndicate these shows on our Facebook now. And based on the big purge YouTube is doing with certain advertisers, we might be streaming over there too. So uh, hopefully everything ends up okay there. But I am joined by Mr. Warren Hayes. Warren, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you, uh, Sean. And I'm just going to put this out there as a forewarning. My daughter has some of her uh, uh, some of her friends over. We have a uh, a, a, a preteen sleepover happening. So if you hear an occasional odd squeal, please, please relax. It's uh, everyone who is supposed to be tied up in my basement is secure there. It's so just, it's just kids being kids. When you have sleepovers, is it like a zombie sleepover? Like, is that what you do? Oh, oh cause, I, cause I'm, I'm dead. Yeah. Is that, oh, yeah, that's gee, it. wow, that's funny. That was, uh, that's amazing i feel like we just jumped back into like into july that's so funny sean yeah anyway guys donate a super chat any amount get your question or statement read on the air but hey maybe you want a lot of questions read on the air uh maybe you want answers to a lot of different things well when you subscribe to our premium service fightfulselect.com you can ask as many questions as you want in my uh bi-weekly Q&A shows. Uh, eventually, we're going to make those weekly, but right now we do them every other week. You can ask as many questions as you want. Dare I say, I- I'll throw it out there. I don't know many other websites that are breaking more news than us th- these days, Warren. We're doing it a lot. There, there, I'll yep. do a little pat myself on the back there. It's and worth the subscription. 
Yep, and certain uh, certain news outlets have been doing good job. Uh, mainstream news outlets mm-hmm. doing a good job reporting on stuff that Sean and Jeremy have been on uh, for the past couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Let's get into some super chats. Tim Traver, our boy, says, forgot to say this. My dad's birthday was last Saturday. Happy belated birthday. Happy Tim birthday, Traver's Papa Traver. Father. We love Tim around here. We do. Hannah Moore says, I got to see Shawn Michaels tonight and Sting tomorrow. My childhood self is crying and my adult self may also be. Yeah, she's in Chicago, uh, our esteemed moderator, Hannah. Uh, hopefully she has a really great time. I hope that uh I hope that everything goes according to plan. She had a rough go of it in LA. Jamincito Gomez says love fightful, only unbiased sight left. That's important to us guys. Like I I know there are things that I favor and there are things that I mention a little bit more. Being unbiased, as Warren knows, Warren Warren knows the drill. He's not biased either. That's why I like having him there. Uh Denise, Jeremy, the same way. Alex is on a show now where he can kind of avoid, he can be as biased as he, he wants. avoid that bias, and then he can be as biased as he wants on his own show. But I'm only, I'm only biased in regards to Kona Reeves. Oh yeah, that's the only thing I'm really biased on. But yeah, we fairness is important to us. Uh, Rob Wilkins says early flight to Toronto tomorrow. Have a great show. Thank you, Rob. We appreciate it, my dude. Let's go ahead and talk about SmackDown. We are going to talk about Ring of Honor at the end of the show. Rhea Ripley says, or Rhea Ripley uh, defeated Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks. Each has Team NXT, Team Raw, Team SmackDown. But we get the, the, the Sasha promo. Of course, she goes into the UC line. I wish she would, I wish an agent would say, Sasha, you don't have to say that. You don't need to say that every time around. But either way, she calls out Team Raw, but both Raw and NXT shows up. Well, we think Team NXT shows up. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if it's Team NXT, Warren. Well, I, I think it's safe to assume at this point it is. I mean, they showed up with five women. Okay, they did the same thing last week where they showed up with, you know, women who, uh, you know, a lot of them didn't turn out to – do aren't didn't turn out tonight either, like uh, Dakota Kai, for instance. But uh, you know, I think it's a safe bet. I think it's a safe bet. You know, I had a lot of people on Twitter uh, tell me, uh, a bit surprised that Io Shirai was not there. I'm I wasn't all that surprised. First of all, I like it because it's continuity. It makes sense. Why would Rhea Ripley uh, run run to SmackDown with women against whom she's fighting in war games like that that just doesn't make sense Io Shirai Bianca Belair they're all on the other team they were all baby faces tonight that makes sense to me because Rhea Ripley is the baby face at war games and you know not seeing Io if she's not in team NXT then that probably guarantees that she's going to kill herself at war games on Saturday night and uh I think she might need a rest. I think she just might need a rest on Sunday. Well, Rhea Ripley fits right in with these two girls. And why Why is this happening? Because Rhea Ripley makes a captain's challenge match. So I think she kind of announced that she's the captain. Mm-hmm. And with Alicia, at... Alicia Fox out of the fold, that's okay to do. Oh, now, because... I, now I kind of want her to walk, to walk around with the captain's hat now. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley rocking the captain's hat. Uh, that's something WDB would do. That's one step above jacking off in a boiler room. That's like, 
that's something that they would have her do. Uh, Charlotte is doing the majority of the selling in this match. And Rhea Ripley, like early on, it looked like she could stand to slow down a little bit. But she's just way ahead of where she should be at this age. She's so good. And she, it just, ah, she she looked like she belonged. Because she does. The entire Rhea Ripley, the transformation that this woman has gone gone through over the what now three years? Like, remember her in the first May Young Classic, and then she turns up at at the second May Young Classic, and she's decked out in jeans and leather, and she's got piercings, and a you know her half of her head is shaven, and she's. She's just mad at everything. The transformation she's went through is fantastic. And even the the amount, the quantity of improvement she has exhibited since winning the NXT UK title because her reign was short and was fairly unspectacular. But after that, she got injured. And when since she's been back from injury, man, she has been astounding. Like, she's impressed me. She has improved tremendously. She's ready to hang with Charlotte, with the likes of Charlotte and Sasha. She proved it tonight. I see some people criticizing her dropkick, but not every dropkick is going to be Maven or Randy Orton or Bob Holly. A dropkick is a dropkick because you plant two feet on somebody and knock them down. They're... They're going to look different. They're, they're not all going to look the same. Uh, there are a lot of power strikes here. You can really see Rhea Ripley like feeling out the pace of this match more as it goes on, which I, I love. Mm-hmm. I Also, I thought that Rhea, based for one of the best meteors I've seen in recent memory, it's like it's like there were magnets attached to Rhea's shoulders right. and, and Sasha's shins. And boom, and then Rhea Cotter went right down with it. It looked great. She broke up a pin after the natural selection, too. It, just really good stuff. Ripley ate a natural selection herself, and my only complaint about this was a comment that Ma- Michael Cole made. Because when Ripley got into the ropes, Cole goes, oh, well, that won't break the count. But it will. Yeah. It will. Yeah. And I had some people confused when I tweeted about that. It's a triple threat match, therefore no DQ. But it isn't false count anywhere. Getting to the ropes isn't DQ related unless somebody holds on to it. Then the referee can disqualify them, which would not happen here. However, if you're in the ropes or underneath the ropes, that is technically outside the ring. Even though you're like not rolling around on the floor, if you're not within the ropes, that is technically breaking the plane outside the ring. That means you're pinning someone outside the ring and... That's not allowed in a triple threat match unless it's a false count anywhere triple threat match. Just my my only gripe there. Meanwhile, we go into one of my favorite finishes in right. recent memory, Warren. And uh I promise I'll let you talk in a moment. But from go a ahead. psychology standpoint, it, oh, it was masterful and I love it. Charlotte applies a figure eight to Sasha and then Ripley – crucifixes Charlotte to get the win. Now, the thing I love about this is Charlotte is her own undoing here. She mm-hmm. can't kick out because she's got her legs locked up. Oh, it was magnificent. I know people in WWE watch this show. And you know what? Toot toot. That's me honking or tooting my own horn there. But please reach out to me. Tell me who came up with this spot. 
I would love to know who came up with this spot. I want to shower them with praises and send them an edible arrangement. Uh, ethics be damned. <laughs> I was going to say. I love it. Go, what's happening? What's I happening? love it. We're, we're unbiased, but we're going to send you fruit baskets. You're goddamn right. Get ready for that pineapple. <laughs> um, I I love the for the exact same reason. Uh, and it's now I will never look at the figure eight the same way again from this point on. Uh, every time I'll, I'll, I'm going to see Charlotte lock it in, do the little thing you think I'm like, you're screwing yourself in any type of, in any type of situation where she's in a tag team match or another triple threat or whatever. I'm like, she, she can't do this again. She just, she's been exposed. The, the figure eight has a tremendous weakness. Charlotte puts herself in a position, not only Charlotte, but Sasha as well, because she's locked up. She can't go break up the pin either. It was brilliant. I adored this ending. It was fantastic. It was just really good. Rhea Ripley belongs. And now, obviously, WWE wants NXT to be on an even plane. I'm hoping that after Survivor Series, everyone goes back to their original brands. Because what I do not need is Batista versus Big Show at the Hammerstein Ballroom from 2006 ECW. And I know they saw the viewership and they're like, okay, we beat AEW for the first time. You don't need it anymore. Let let them star on their own. And you know when you get the crossover? You get it at the Royal Rumble. You get the crossover at WrestleMania. You get the crossover at any pay-per-view. Because let's be honest. If they're going to portray all these as even, then I'm I'm completely fine if NXT is on pay-per-views as well. I'm, sure. I, I, don't ca- I don't mind that at all. It's not like we're doing WCW, NWO, and NWO is some renegade outlaw group. Like, WWE owns NXT. That's what it is. You want to talk about something else I like, Warren, which is going to so- happen... A lot on this show. And it feels good, good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Feels good to be feeling like this on a Friday instead of a Wednesday. (laughs) With old Palowski hanging around, you know. Ditched him. Ditched him. By the way, you can check out his review at FightfulSelect.com. But Sami Zayn is backstage and he kind of annoys Baron Corbin. And I kind of like that he stood up to Corbin. Sure. He was like, come out there and face me. And he didn't. But he's got Nakamura, and he unveils this Intercontinental Championship, Warren. Ooh, boy. I like it. I like I it. like <clears throat> it. It looks like it's progress-motivated, uh, uh, like inspired. And yeah. I, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It, it, I, I already did a damn video on the thing. Go ahead. It's, <laughs> talk about it. I, th- I thought uh, – look, I like um, – they they've clearly been on a uh, on a design a, a very interesting design tangent that kind of started with um that, that kind of started with the 24/7 title it it almost feels like the 24/7 title was the prototype to this one you know because there's a lot of similarities in the way that it the the, the they're circular the 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 rings like the it, it looks like a, like a, they both look like they're vinyl records you know and mm-hmm. in, in, in their design but this looked fantastic as far as their modern main roster designs go this is clearly one of the prettiest that they've done it looks good it looks like a championship title belt doesn't look like a toy doesn't look like 
something that they just slap the colors on because, oh, this is the color of this brand. It just looks like it like it matters. It looks like a great contemporary looking title. And of course, look, we all have um a soft spot for the for the old IC title. We do. It has the history. We've Big seen it on Phil. Yeah, absolutely. But it's it's nice to have it retired as well. It just adds to to its sheen and its mystique. And unlike what a lot of conspiracy theorists uh are, are saying online, I don't think it's because of Cody Rhodes I don't either. insinuating that he's being sued by WWE that they decided to pull the white belt because he brought it back in 2000. Hell no. I, that, look, that, at some point, Who folks, said that? I want to fight them physically. That is the <laughs> dumbest ass thing I've ever heard. There has got to, at some point, not everything is motivated by taking shots. Uh, because... They didn't design the belt since – when was the tw- – it's been Cody done. talked it's about it like on one day? I mean – What's that? It's been done for – it was there last week. The title belt was there. Whenever Bray debuted the blue title, it's been there. Tag team titles have been done for a while. They've had titles done. Then Vince sees them and he's like, no way. We're not letting that on TV. And then he he scrapped entire title ideas. Because he didn't like how they looked. It's, yeah. Now, these are big shoes to fill. The funny thing is, though, I never have heard anybody say, you know what needs a new design? Intercontinental title. Just because that one is so universally loved. U.S. title, man, it needs it. It needs it. Uh, The tag titles, I'm fine with them since they got the silver and the the strap color changes. Since they don't look copper anymore, I'm okay with them. Could they look better? You're damn right they could. The 205 lie or the cruiserweight title, that strap should be black. Yeah, should they got to get rid of the purple, especially since it's off the brand now. Uh, I will say for the record, my favorite titles in all of WWE right now are the UK belts. They all look oh, yeah. like goddamn works of art. They are all spectacular right down to the right down to the tag team titles. They are all beautiful. And the WWE titles are going to be what they're going to be forever. And the reason is when they take those title belts into Good Morning America or Make a Wish, they want everybody to see the giant WWE logo. That is the centerpiece anymore. It's not an eagle. It's not whatever else they got. It's not a smoking skull. It is the WWE logo. And uh, I thought they did pretty good. Yep. We have a couple some more super chats. Kiwi Rob says, could we see Raw and SmackDown coming to Crash War Games? Or will they save it for Sunday? That's a good question, Warren. Take that one. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I, I think TakeOver is going to live in its own little bubble. The build-up Survivor Series season this year, as exciting as it has been, has also been very, very confusing. Uh, and and even, you know, we're not even sure still today who's on the NXT uh, men's team. For Survivor Series. So I think they're all going to save it for Sunday. Have War Games live in its little bubble and uh, and we'll be okay with that. Yeah, I, I think maybe they'll do like maybe a backstage attack or something. But that that's really about the extent of it. But uh, then per- again, you know, they, they, there's never many shenanigans on TakeOver. That's a good point. It's a good point. They never, they never do much of that. It's very, very strictly focused on the matches. Honestly, I'm not expecting it. 
Kristen Ashley noticed in the chat that Tony Storm did an interview with WWE.com, confirmed she was on the uh, team NXT, so that's pretty cool. Aaron Jay's fan says that Bailey Shayna segment was not good. Let's talk about it. Bailey backstage being interviewed. She's not backing down from Shayna, and she definitely doesn't. Shayna comes out, cuts a promo, and Bailey attacks her from behind. I thought that Bailey did a good job selling the fact of how intimidate or selling the idea of how intimidating Shayna is, and I thought Shayna did a really good job looking angry. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a problem with it. <laughs> Shayna looked really good. She was able to look mad. Yeah, she always looks mad, but <laughs> um, um, I, I, I was a little disappointed with it. Sure. I. Uh, I, I think it was, I felt it was a very, th- this segment here was very lackluster as far as its go home Um, something a little more physical, a little more brawlish. So I get, I get what they're trying to do. Don't, don't get me wrong. I understand that Bailey, Bailey says she's not to, you know, she, she shouldn't be overlooked. She's not the underdog, but in the minds of everyone, she clearly is. And then she goes up against Shayna. That's the point. Uh, that's Shayna is intimidating. She's taller. She's stronger. She looks fierce. So I get what they're doing. They're playing in a little bit of the, the the chicken baby face as well. But I would have liked something a little more clever. Maybe Bailey getting some real licks in because I I think we're all in agreement that even up to this point we don't feel that Bailey has a chance. Which is probably the indication that she's probably going to win, but I would have liked her to get to get a little something on Shayna as well, uh, like for real, something a little more uh, with a little more oomph to it, or have Becky show up and have the three of them go at it for a bit. That would have been fun too. If you want to get a little more oomph to it, then well, we can't do that right now. I don't want to get our channel pulled. <laughs> But but it's coming, and so can you, if you go to Blue. Ch- no. I want to so bad, Warren, but I just can't. I can't perform the way that I want to right now. I know. But the thing is, if you always want to be able to perform just the way that you want, do, do you all see what I'm saying here? Do you all understand what I'm trying to say to you, but I feel like I can't because YouTube might kill our channel? Do you understand that if you go to that site, that site, and, and you get approved for a prescription there, which is very important, and you use the code FIGHTFUL, that you will be able to real good. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a color that I'm thinking of. You take it, you put it in your mouth, and you kind of you chew on it a little bit. And the thing is, it makes your it makes you and like when you get it, people don't know that you get it. Because they're really good at covering up the fact that you're getting it. You see mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when you get it, boy, is somebody else going to also get it. Like, it's the same color as the SmackDown colors. 
And like, it, it contains things that have been known to work for a very long time. And it can make you work for a very long time. You see, you see what I'm getting at here, guys? Am I making this clear? Am I making this clear as if I, as if I'm a part of some sort of agreement in which I should talk about this, but they told me, hey, listen, you can hold off on it if you want. I understand considering what's going on with YouTube right now, but I'm just saying, if you want to perform, if you want to be the sole survivor at your own discretion, you need to check out that particular website and use the code Fightful. You can go to my Twitter. I'm going to talk to you all about it. BlueJew.com, code Fightful. I got to sneeze. BlueJew.com, code Fightful. Please do not kill our YouTube channel. Please. <laughs> Full-time employees of Fightful, their salaries. And let me tell you, you need a prescription for this. It's important that you all know that. Thank you. You should, You also just probably go ahead and subscribe to Fightful Select. I'm just, it, it'd do us all a favor. Undisputed Era show up and run off Zane and Nakamura. But then New Day show up and bring out heavy machinery. And I just gotta say, I, I was, I'm so happy about how wrong I was about heavy machinery. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Could you imagine if WWE had these guys in the nineties, in the mid nineties when everybody was a trash man and they brought the bushwhackers back? I just want to imagine Tucker Knight doing a moonsault to bushwhacker Luke. Like, they seem like modern-day bushwhackers, but they can work. And, hey, to be honest, the bushwhackers could work, too, back in their day when they were the sheep herders. But sure, this was just – this was good, Warren. This was a good match. This was a lot of fun uh, with uh, with Kofi in his – uh, in his ideal tag team spot, being the babyface in peril for the entire time. L- what I loved here is that it really showcased the unity that Undisputed Era have. Uh, they, I mean, the quick tags in and out, the snappy little double teams, and uh, I think this was important. We I, I, we hadn't seen on main roster. Undisputed Era work as a unit, so you can tell that they're more than just like four guys who are in a faction. They really, really work well together. Um, the match was a lot of fun. Otis really is. He as he's a pastiche of a 1990s wrestler. That's what he is, and and because of that, because he's so unique in it, and because. I, because they really do lean into it. Yeah. He's over like crazy. His hot tag was absolutely fantastic. He just, all he did was run into guys, but he did it with such energy and verve and the crowd was into it. Um, I, you know, I usually think that Big E has some of the best hot tags in WWE, but holy shit. He's got some real competition with Otis tonight. 
and Undisputed Era was the great or the perfect four-man team to bump and feed for that hot tag as well. I yep. loved when Otis and Big E almost got into it at ringside because that was something I didn't know I needed to see. Uh, Kofi sold for a great portion and didn't even – like Heavy Machinery didn't get in. Tucker hits a moonsault and a pretty solid one too. Not the best I've ever seen, but a pretty solid one. Do you think Humberto Carrillo is going to call him up like, hey, brother, you're stealing my finish? <laughs> Brand warfare. Who cares? But um, this was good. Kofi misses an attack outside and gets caught with a high-low. Very great. And Strong ends up pinning Tucker. This ruled. It was. Ruled. Strong yep. co- confronts Nakamura on the ramp. AJ comes out to attack. Then we get this... Like OC promo that we come back to and they're just going off and the crowd's chanting CM Punk and Styles is like, yeah, I'd wipe the floor with him. What? I don't know. The OC showed up to cut a promo. That's essentially what they did. That's, that's their big Survivor Series send, send off. The guys from Raw come in and they cut a promo, uh, trashing the city. You got to admit, though, Sean, it's very interesting that we're now in an age where WWE probably feels a lot more comfortable referring CM Punk on its programming now than than before. You know, and, um, you know, we, we were expecting it. They were in Chicago. The crowd the crowd went for it a couple of times during the evening and uh in a sense, it's maybe not as annoying as it once was, but uh, but I think it, you know I think it's okay for AJ to sort of lean into it. It um, seems less obnoxious in Chicago yeah. after CM Punk has been back on backstage than it, than it did before. And that's basically what I've been trying to say. Thank you, Mister Summary. Young Bibby says Carmella should be the Iron Woman for Team SmackDown. She's been on the team four consecutive years. Just saying. Well, I, I don't know who in that story is going to play babyface, heel, all that stuff. If SmackDown is portrayed as a babyface type of team, then yeah, I would have Carmella do that because I think that she would be very good at that as well. Mm-hmm. Korosami 1997 says, was it a mistake not having Becky there? No, I don't think you want to saturate her. I don't think you want her everywhere all the time. Which, I mean, at this point, I think if she's over, she's over. She's not going to get not over but I didn't mm-hmm. mind it. I hadn't even thought of it, honestly. Like I said earlier, when we were talking about Bailey and 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 Shayna, I I felt it needed a little something. I would have liked a good old fashioned pull apart brawl here. And I think if Becky had shown up, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. I would have I would have enjoyed it. But you know, in all fairness, um, Becky showing up at NXT this week was was perfect, and it can it it can hold us off till till Sunday without without an issue. Her 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 showing up there was just spot on perfect. Um, I think if maybe it would have added a little spice to the uh, to the Becky Shea, uh, Bailey Shayna segment. Reminder, guys, if you're watching live on YouTube.com/slash Fightful, donate a super chat any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Daniel Bryan comes out and throws to a video. I hate when they do this. Like they mm-hmm. could have just had the video air and they show Daniel Bryan in the ring and he goes, that's why what have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his eighties. What's even more shocking is he looked more jacked than ever. 
and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade, has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com slash Fightful today. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. But, like, having this guy come all the way to the ring and be like, Behold! This highlight film reel in which I apparently had produced. I specifically requested this and they made it for me. Here you go. That's always so weird to me, Warren. You can imagine Daniel Bryan at his home having ordered all the footage from the past few weeks, putting it in his computer, opening up VLC, taking out the time codes. Yes. And sending it over to editing. Yeah, you know, it no, I hate I don't like it too. But I'm gonna even take you one step ahead. I don't I've never been well, not never, but I'm not a fan of these recap videos because the same you can do the same with a very compelling promo. You don't especially since the feud has only been 2 weeks it, it was birthed 2 weeks ago this feud. Yeah. And and last you know we had the Miz and Daniel Bryan last week and now we're this is where we are tonight. We did it's not as if it, it has all this history despite the fact that it could have history if they wanted to lean into it. But it doesn't. So we do. We, did we really need a two-minute recap of what happened? I'd argue no. I'm with you, man. Like, it's overdone. And, hey, that's one of the things I I like about um, AEW. You don't see a ton of recap videos on there. Nope. I, I dig that. I enjoy yeah. that. I'm sure they'll I mean, draw up some hate comments, but whatever. But the, the the point the point here is just let your wrestlers tell the stories, and that's to, for me. This is a Warren Hayes theme. Let your wrestlers tell the stories. You don't have to always lean into artifice to make things work. You can just let your talented people use their talents to tell stories. It's it's really not it's it's not rocket science 
and you you just allow your people to stretch their arm uh, stretch their legs a little bit and 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 do something a little more creative than what they're usually confronted with yeah so Bray Wyatt doesn't show up when the lights go out the Miz does though and we have a match that at one time and maybe still people think could have been a WrestleMania match and to be honest I'm not ready to write that off because how many times has the Miz just been in the shitter and somehow emerged and been mm-hmm. hotter than ever? It feels like it's happened three or four different times at this point. So I don't have any doubt that sometime over the course of the Miz's new five-year deal that he's going to emerge from this weird, dumbass babyface run that they have him on because he's got a reality show. And like Maurice will be there and he'll be as hot as ever. I'm okay with that. Uh, Cole, Cole says that this feud's been going on well over a decade. It is not, in fact. <laughs> Daniel Bryan debuted like less than 10 years ago in WWE. But I get it. Almost a decade, sure. They go through a lot of the hits, and there's a good like noise over the crowd. And as Daniel Bryan's about to give in and do the yes drop kick, the lights go out. But I want your thoughts on the Miz's involvement in this and kind of what I had mentioned before. Um, the, the Miz is clearly in a cool down period right now. <clears throat> As you said, I think they're just focusing on the fact that he has his reality show and you, you don't want the heel to have, you know, if, if he's a heel, nobody's going to watch the show, right? Sean, of course, that's how, that's how we all think about, uh, you know, since kayfabe is dead, you know, that's still how, how we think about our heels. We don't want anything to do with them. Uh, but yeah, he, he, the minute that they decide to get, uh, to get the Miz back on the heel side of things, he's, he's going to blow up again. And you can tell in this feud with Daniel Bryan, this ongoing animosity, let's call it that, this ongoing animosity between the two is a long, they're, they're still doing it. They're still in the long term, the long, they're going for the long haul here. And they can reactivate it at any given moment. You can tell here they're just like on the Miss TV segment last week. They're they're prime on each other. They're just ready to talk over each other and and go back to talking smack from a couple of years ago. Um, one of the uh, one of the biggest bungles that WWE had was the return of Daniel Bryan, not following, giving him a, a his feud with Big Cass, his big first feud after returning from injury, and then bungling through the Miz feud where they had the wives involved. This is, it's not, it it wasn't the Miz-Daniel Bryan feud that we wanted, nor did we deserve, nor did those two guys deserve because they did a fantastic job keeping this feud alive despite the fact that Daniel Bryan was injured, uh, career, uh, the, the, everyone was saying he'd never wrestle again, so on and so forth. They they still kept the flames stoked. They made it work. So there's to me, this is still this is them still adding a little gas to the to the fire, just keeping it alive. And at some point they they can go back to it and hopefully we'll get the the we'll get the Daniel Bryan Miz match that we deserve. The fiend shows up and applies the mandible claw to Bryan. This seemed a bit lazy to me. I mean a, a bit? A yeah, lot. Very. Very a paid lot. by numbers, in my opinion. And the thing is, like, The Fiend is one, I'd like to say one of the hottest characters in wrestling, but I don't know that he is anymore. 
Like, is he popular? Yeah, I see all the fiend avatars and some of the terrible opinions that come with those on Twitter. But, like, and, and there are more of those than almost anything right now. But had they not fumbled the hell in a cell, I think that it would be just categorically different. I think he'd be in a different stratosphere than almost anybody. It's just, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've had we've had the discussion before. There was there's and there still is no reason for him to have the WWE Championship. There's no the, the, the it wasn't required. It's not needed. He, again, you know this the the feud that he's having with Daniel Bryan has nothing to do with the title. They're they're yeah. mind gaming each other essentially. Who's more crazy? Is it me or is it you? Again, we don't need the title. You didn't need the title for this. So and, and look, if they if they continue down this path of just having a mandible come and come in and mandible clawing guys and that that's being that, uh yeah, they're gonna drive this one into the ground very, very quickly. And unfortunately, uh unfortunately, uh uh proving uh proving a lot of um uh, negative profits, let's call them that on, on Twitter, proving them right that, you know, WWE gets something hot, but then they don't know how to keep it hot. But I mean, this is just like one thing we're moving into. We'll see what happens when we really get into WrestleMania season. We reserve judgment. Team Corbin defeated team reigns. Let me just tell you, this is one of the most goddamn stupid things I have ever ever seen and it makes every single person involved look like such a dumbass all of it from the smackdown roster backstage partying or something whatever not listening to king corbin and then when roman reigns shows up people are like oh shh, shh. okay whatever whatever i see what they're doing now the big dog has a big dong and he's barking i get it this makes this match makes everybody involved in it look stupid. It makes Fox look stupid. It makes everyone look so goddamn dumb. Like, the the best thing I'll say about this one, the match was good. Corbin mm-hmm. backstage dropping the line about how Ali is from Chicago, I thought was very clever. A great way to remind the crowd. But... He he like or he dislikes Roman Reigns so much that he wants them to get their asses kicked before Survivor Series. Why? So we can lose Sunday. Is and why didn't Roman Reigns show up and go? Man, you're stupid. You're really dumb. Like put it off a week, dumbass. And this is from a character standpoint. I get it. I'm not calling the guy that that plays Baron Corbin a dumbass. I'm calling whoever wrote this a dumbass. An idiot. Whoever approved this is a goddamn imbecile. Stupid. Because there's no motivation for these two teams, at least on this night, to do this. Was the match good? Yeah, it was good. It's good. But, and here, here, like, I'm not gonna talk about the, the end match yet, because I wanna talk about what happened afterwards. Corbin wins the match, Warren. Mm-hmm. The match is over. And his first reaction, hey, let me hurt one of the guys that's going to be on my team Sunday. Imagine pitching this, Warren. 
hey, we're going to have Team Raw in the house. They'll, they'll know that Raw's in the house because why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't every team be there? But he's going to beat him up. And then Reigns is going to spear him too. But then Team Raw is going to come out. They're going to team up. Ah! Warren, okay. Chad Gable gets double slammed onto an announce table. Great spot. Roman Reigns is great in this match. It's stupid yes. that they never have anything great creatively for him. And I had some guy that was like, oh, Cena, Strowman, Undertaker. And I'm like, nice 2017 references, bro. The guy overcame cancer and they can't find anything good creative for him. Ali gets a great hot tag, good reception. Corbin wins with a deep six. I love him winning with a deep six. But uh, WWE slapped me right in the face with their deep six with this storyline because this was a dumb. I I didn't like him winning with the deep six because because he never wins with the deep six. So also, also sorry to interrupt. No, did fine. he? Did he pin Ali? Yes. Motherfucker, he pinned Yes, Ali. he did. He pinned the hometown guy. He pinned the hum. Of course. Of course, I, w- I was going to bring that up. But yes, indeed. Um, look, the storyline doesn't make any sense at all. Because here we are. We are in brand supremacy season, Sean, where we have the SmackDown folks banding together to go on to Raw and to beat up those nasty red-wearing nincompoops. Then we have the the SmackDown people head on heading on over to NXT, banding together once again to beat up those those upstarts. But then when it's time for them to be on their show and they're they're showing this unity, they want to all work together to get because it's brand supremacy, because we want to get to Sunday and we want our brand to win. But then we have a match where the team who's representing our brand, the brand that we've been traveling on, that we've been heading to the other shows together in shows of unity, on our show, our team that's representing us on the male side is not going to show any unity at all. And, and this a- happened. This, this happened on Raw as well, as you recall, where they had this stupid match between Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre facing each other. The problem that we had on SmackDown is we didn't have the luxury of having Samoa Joe telling us that it was a stupid idea. Because Samoa Joe on Monday was telling us this is a bad team building exercise and laughing at the whole thing. Tonight, neither great and you would have expected Corey Graves to at least lean into it and at least ask the question. You know, I know his thing is he's, he's, uh, he's backing up King Corbin. Like he, King Corbin can do no wrong, but it's so stupid and breaks everything that overarches the survivor series, the brand supremacy, this thing that we're all supposed to believe in. We've talked about it before. We, it's, it's tough enough to not, it's, it's difficult enough to get into the Survivor Series brand war because there are no stakes that the wrestlers or the audience can really get invested in. So if all you can give us is brand supremacy, at least, WWE, at least give us the chance, give us the tools for us to believe that there is some sort of brand unity. 
And and that's the thing. I, I usually don't read comments that aren't super chats, but somebody has the balls to say, well, three months ago, everybody wanted the brand split. There has not been a brand split in any way since then. There, they went right to Crown Jewel, mm-hmm. which was a five-on-five match, interbrand, interpromotional. They had a tag team turmoil match that was interpromotional. Then the and, next month is Survivor Series and everybody's on each other's shows. There has not been a brand split. And between that, uh, Brock Lesnar says, I'm done with SmackDown. I'm heading over to Raw. And they don't explain it. Paul Heyman starts to and then gives up half the way through. Well, you know, Alexa and Nikki got traded over. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's the thing. The, 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 and, and, and you're, 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 you're nailing something. Titus O'Neil drafted here. in the 12th round, uh, before like Baron Corbin. Where's he been? <laughs> the, but you're, you, this is the important thing is that the, the brand split matters if we have time to actually have the brand split sink in. We have, we, since February, I think, 2019, there was the wild card rule. And then the wild card rule became so ambiguous that people were just flip-flopping right and left and we weren't even using the term wild card on TV anymore until we got to the brand split and everything got split. So we're not even used to having – we haven't grown into the habit of Dude, watching two separate brands it's and clearly seeing those 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 divisions between them. It's so, been happening for a year, though, Warren. Like, a, a full year is the problem. And a lot of people forget about this, but from the time the NXT names were brought up, the Ricochets, the Aleister Blacks, the Tommaso Champas, if you remember, they were sure. on Raw and SmackDown, and we weren't given any real reason. They were like, oh, well, they'll be on there until the Superstar Shakeup. Then we get the Superstar Shakeup, and they, pardon my language, they fucked it up so bad that they brought people over. They didn't, and I had people saying, oh, it was thought through within the company. Well, you didn't do a good job because you had to send people back. Then they did the wild card. Then they did the draft, and they made a joke out of their own draft by having Brock Lesnar jump right back over. Just no reason. Top draft pick. It's just so dumb, man. And then I got these people that are saying, brand supremacy, what more do you want? They care about their brand. They care about their brand. Did they care about their brand when Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan said, no, 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 come wrestle yeah. for me? It's – it. no, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make a damn sense. And people saying, take a breath. It'll be okay. Do you know what our jobs are here? <laughs> Do you know why we're here? Like I could just not talk on this show, and I'm sure a couple people would like that. But, man, they have bastardized the brand split for a full year at this point. Mm-hmm. A full year. They did it with NXT. They did it with the shakeup. They did it with the wild card. They did it with their own draft. And they're doing it here. And the thing is, had like two or three of those four things happened before, I would have had a much less problem with this. But when they're saying brand supremacy matters, it's like the only thing that matters. But you've still got Baron Corbin doing everything he can to reduce his team and his own chances at winning. It just makes him look like the biggest dumbass in the world. And and then the question that we can legitimately ask ourselves is why should we care? 
Why yeah. should we care if the wrestlers involved in the matches don't care? Well, he's a heel. But the heels are with the baby faces beating up the other brands. The only person who said anything about brand supremacy was Becky Lynch on Monday, where she says that she didn't care about about it. She just kicked, she just cares about kicking people's teeth in. And it works. It works in her character. And I this is something I, I can get behind. But as far as everyone else, just make these matches matter for a reason. And that's the there's there's motivation that is lacking for all superstars involved, for all the wrestlers involved here. Just give them one reason to care. And brand supremacy is way too vague. It's literally Vince McMahon as Caesar looking over his his minions and saying, fight for my amusement. It's That's what the brand supremacy ultimately is. And there are always people that feel some kind of way about us talking about this stuff. They're like, relax, it's sports entertainment. This is our jobs. We're supposed to talk about these things. And I've got people that are saying, well, Brock can do whatever he wants. No, that's a stupid fucking reason. That's a stupid reason. It's lazy. And -hmm. if you want to buy it, that's fine. That's okay. You can do that. But it's stupid and lazy. And that's what it boils down to. It wasn't like that idea got brought up. Well, Brock switches. Why? How? And somebody goes, because he does whatever he wants. And then everybody went, holy shit, standing ovation in the, in the writer's room. Wow, why didn't we think of that? Every, jeez, man. No, it was lazy. Yep. It was lazy. Almost as lazy as when people say, oh, it's just sports entertainment. Well, the show is covering sports entertainment, and we, we cover the good and bad of it. Oh, it's sports entertainment. Oh, it's WWE logic. Oh, why do you expect that so much? I I think I've been saying this for weeks, Sean, since we started every week. I think I've said it since we started doing the SmackDown recap together. I care because I love wrestling and I care for WWE to do better because I expect them to do better. I really do. Yeah. And you got people saying Heyman said he has a special contract. I, I don't care. It's stupid. Stupid. It, then, then here's what you do. You just draft him to Raw. Or, or you put something together, which they could still do. Like I said... Naomi and the Usos show up on SmackDown in the future. You say Raw for like didn't even try to sign them. It was a wink nod thing to make up for Brock. Now, look, neither you and I work on creative, but here's an idea. Like you want it to make sense, it could have been really simple. Brock wants to fight Ray, but he can't because he's on the other show. So what if Heyman? Starts finagling. He heads over to Raw and he starts negotiating. We actually see him go out and negotiate. Hell, why why didn't he – why doesn't Ray? You could have had Ray Mysterio actually like make calls or uh, calls to USA and Fox to these executives. Actually see him go out and petition, let's get Brock on Raw because I want to fight him too. And you can have – you could have had a grounds – try to get the audience behind it, you know, a groundswell of opinion 
to get Brock on the show, whereas the executives are like, no, 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 we can't do this. No, no, no. But then the audience gets behind it because they want Ray to fight him. And and then when Brock finally shows up, what happens? You get a huge pop because we've been working at it for weeks. Foxes. They, they, like, from what we know, Fox is the GM of the show. So, like, that's, that's how it's portrayed to us. And they look stupid. Yeah. They, they look stupid for having drafted Brock. They look stupid for not being able to retain him. They look stupid for having their own wrestlers fight each other two days before the brand goes up against everybody else. Uh, it's so, so dumb. So dumb. Eloquent says, after Survivor Series, do you think they'll keep inserting main roster guys on NXT TV, especially now that they passed AEW? My fear is that because they passed AEW, they might, mm-hmm. and I hope they don't. I mm-hmm. I think they will, but I hope they don't. What do you think? I I I'm I'm a little fearful about that myself. Um, you know, if they are going to send, uh, if they are going to send main roster people to NXT, it has to be for reasons like Finn Balor, you know, where it's not just him being brought over. There's a reason for him to go back, you know, uh, um, for, um, uh, for Killian Dane for the same thing, like some real reinvention and not just like sending Rusev over and then Rusev being Rusev. You know what I mean? It's give them, if they are going to do it, give them something to do, but you you don't want NXT to become the cast-offs of main roster who can't get over, who don't have TV ECW. time to end up there. WWE, ECW. You don't there you that. go. That's a fantastic point. Because what WWE, ECW was supposed to be is basically what NXT was that got at the TV deal. Yep. Mm. Uh, also, our, our good friend Zachary Schimmel, one of the most supportive members of, of Fightful, says... Getting married tomorrow, not sober, and donating to Fightful. Hope SmackDown was not bad, but not looking good hearing Sean angry as I enter. No, I thought SmackDown was very good, actually. But it's just the stupidity of that that stuff at the end. And even that stupidity associated with it, I mean, I think it was a great SmackDown. Yeah, no, yes. And by the way, congratulations, Zachary. Holy crap, man. Congratulations. Did for the brawl at the end, if we're, if we're wrapping up here, did you guys notice? Maybe, maybe, maybe I just didn't see it. But because if if someone did notice, you can be sure Chad is going to correct us. Kevin Owens was nowhere to be found. Yeah, I didn't see I him either. But to to wrap that up, sorry, as I want to recap that real quick. Okay, Team Raw comes out. We get the Rollins Reigns face off and chance for CM Punk. They're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll happen, but. Not, not still not good for two of your top guys. You have Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Road Dog leading NXT in via a Jeep. Uh, I tweeted, no wonder Matt Riddle couldn't get a ride to the Performance Center that one day. And they've got one car between all of them. <laughs> you hear bronze music hits. He goes face-to-face with Keith Lee, which is awesome. I love mm-hmm. that Triple H does callbacks to a lot of his more iconic moments in some of these promos. But uh, let, let's quickly put a bow on this one. Warren. Yeah, look, I thought I thought this was a fine go home show. We have definitely seen worse. We have seen better because mm-hmm. the go home show of NXT this week was f- phenomenal. 
Um, but this was this was fine. And I just want to bring up Kevin Owens again because we didn't see him. Um, and I'm going to p- toss out a, a very clear and concise theory here. I think he is the man who the the fourth man in Team Champa because he did get beat up by Undisputed Era while Triple H was trying to seduce him over to his side. Um, you know, I, I Undisputed Era took him out. And he wasn't he wasn't representing the raw brand for the beatdown tonight. I'm pretty sure he's showing up at war games and he's Chama, he's uh, Champa's fourth guy. They said it was going to be big. You can't get bigger than Kevin Owens, who is one of the pillars of NXT from the time. Show up at a takeover. The audience is going to go bananas for it. It's going to be a great great moment. Quickly, I want to touch on the Kelly Klein Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, a lot of what came out in the Newsweek post is stuff that we had on Fightful Select weeks ago, but they have followed up with a lot more stuff. Uh, Joey Mercury obviously supplied them with some text messages, which are crazy. Insane. That, that Greg Gilliland, their GM, like, here's the thing. I, I don't want to pile on the guy. No, but no. <laughs> it's, it's incompetent, some of the stuff, like saying Hikaleo is a waste of money. Hikaleo looks nothing like anybody else on your roster, and hey, if there's maybe one family in wrestling you don't want to piss off, it's them. Saying Maria Manic, who also looks nothing like anybody else on your roster, is not going to make them a million dollars. Hate to tell you, probably not a lot of anybody else will, and that was the point. But... You just lost a bunch of people that definitely did make you millions of dollars and would have, and you're trying to build that back up. Letting her contract lapse, dumb. Them firing, terminating Kelly Klein, and that's what it is. If you don't renew your women's champion that you've been protecting and pushing for years, that is a firing. That is ill-advised. And I've got a bunch more coming to Fightful Select this weekend, guys. Subscribe. I'm just telling you, do it. I'm working on it right now. Ooh, boy. Warren, (laughs) I'd love your quick thoughts on this. Uh, I think that uh, what's what's, uh, uh, stood out most here is Gilliland's Gilliland's comments and his overall incompetency. I don't care about uh, piling on here. Uh, the, uh, the comments that they gave, uh, to the, uh, to the, w- 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 to the Newsweek, Newsweek. article. We're By just the way, go over- rejected all overtures for comment from me for weeks. Sure. Well, there you go. The, what they got here, what, what they, what they ended up saying in the article, especially when they started talking about salaries, they were te- basically said, you know, hey, uh, um, um, uh, Kelly was asking for, uh, for much more than, than what she wanted. You know, she, she made $20,000 a year, then she wanted twenty four, fifty thousand for exclusive. I mean, we cap our women much lower than that, and there's – most men don't even make 20000 And I'm like, how stupid is that comment? They Basically – They put so many dumb things in writing. So many dumb things. And they did – and they, they were asked for their uh, CTE protocol, and they didn't provide it. Yep, yep, correct. I asked them twice myself. No response. Well, I hope I got a response from you guys. Saturday, Sunday, be here. Thumbs up. Leave a comment in the comment section below. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.